on Thanksgiving holidays, and he's been going through a rough time, and they were due to be married in April. So we ask that you all continue to, to pray for them, continue to pray for him and the children, because um, there's a uh, great need, and, and he's really, uh, as a young man, is 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 uh, has in the face a lot. So, But nevertheless, God is still on the throne. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah chapter number 29. Uh, on last week, we, we, we shared about, uh, for those that wasn't present, uh, we shared about a dream uh, that God had showed me. And uh, uh, in that particular dream, I, I saw some people that I knew from my past, uh, a deceased pastor. And this has been about 15, probably 20 years ago. Uh, and I saw his family in the dream. And I was trying to make that connection, but uh, I never was able to get to him. Uh, but then I, I recalled that in the dream there was some sickness going on and, and, uh, and there was a town that was called that I wasn't familiar, familiar with who lived there. But after Facebooking uh, or talking to the son first, um, I, I learned that his sister lived in a town that the Lord had spoken and had uh, shared with me in a dream. And when I made that call to her, about some sicknesses at first, you know, as I shared, um, she kind of did respond. But then when I told her why I was trying to get in touch with her, she did respond. Well, uh, the doctors had told her daughter, that, which is three months pregnant, that the baby was going to be born with Down syndrome. And, uh, uh, and I, they were looking and thinking, considering abortions. And I said to her, I said, God is still a healer. And uh, I began to share the story about little Mary that used to attend church here, or how God had miraculously healed her. Well, uh, you know, when you when you, when you hear God and and people respond to what God is saying, that is awesome because that means they operate in faith. So what happened was they the mother and the daughter immediately go into fasting and praying. So this week. Um, I don't know whether it was Monday or Tuesday. I've got a, a, a message on Facebook again from the actual daughter that was pregnant. And she says to me, she said, my mama told me about the vision that the Lord had given you. She said, I want you to know, when we went back to the doctor, when I went back to the doctor, she said, everything is fine. She said, the baby had been healed. And, 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 and then she said, she said, and the doctor said, you know, doctors going to have to say something. The doctor said that maybe a point three tenths of a percent, <laughs> that was a possibility that she could have Down syndrome, but they were going to be tested again in January, but the doctors reassured her that everything was going to be fine. So hallelujah, let's give God a hand clap of praise for his miraculous power because God is still a healer, amen. So, so now we're at a place where whenever God is speaking, we have to be obedient to what he's saying. And so this takes me back to, and I've been dealing with, with famine and, and, and what's coming and, and preparing God's people, what we should do. And so once again, we're going to be dealing with some things in regards to that famine. Now, and last week we were from Revelation chapter number 6. And we, we dealt with the sequence of events that will be taking place. Now, this week, we're going to begin to deal about the purpose, a purpose. One word, which is purpose. Now, we're going to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 29, 
And I want to read this one verse before we go to Genesis chapter number 41. Jeremiah chapter number 29 and verse 11 is a very, very familiar, uh, familiar verse. Jeremiah chapter number 29, verse number 11. And it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now that your word be able to go forth freely, and God, your people will receive, and there will be nothing, nothing that will be wasted. And Lord God, we just praise you for it. Now use me for your glory. Magnify yourself, Lord God, in the spirit realm, so we would hear what the spirit has to say. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Here the Lord is saying he knows the thoughts that he has toward us. And they are thoughts of peace and they are not of evil to give us an expected end. An expected end. Now I want you to flip to, to Genesis chapter number 41. Genesis 41. And talking about purpose. Purpose. We have to understand that oftentimes we get carried away when we're going through situations and circumstances and we think it's all about us. We think uh, uh, that it's something that we're doing, something we're not doing, and that, that causes us some problems. But God's, God has a plan for every individual. There's a purpose. There is a greater picture than what we are going through. Now, last week, uh, uh, when I shared the word from Revelation chapter 6, and I began to share a word of prophecy, and I even said, I am not a prophet. Well, needless to say, uh, uh, again, I received a text message from someone that, that's from Greenville, and they've been here before, and, and they say to me, uh, they told me to read Jeremiah chapter number 1, and uh, they talked about people being rebellious and how God had called to bring forth a word. Then they told me to begin to read in the book of Ezekiel. And they told me, do not do use your steady hips, but just allow the Lord to minister that word straight to you. And so then, what, in my response to her, I received that word, but I also told her, when I send you the DVD, I want you to listen to it first. Because then, what she sent me was basically about what I was saying on the Sunday when she was not even here. So I just thank and praise God for that. So, so there's a purpose. And one thing she did say that stuck out more than anything out of all the scriptures she gave me, she said that the attacks that you are under has nothing to do with you. She said there is a greater picture, a greater purpose than what you see. It has nothing to do with you. Those attacks, it has everything to do what God's word is saying. It's, she's saying to me, it's an attack because of the word that God is sending forth. And, and that was the purpose. So I began to think about that, and I, and I, you know, and I said, as the Lord began to minister to me on, on Monday, and I said, okay, God, what are you saying to us? What is this greater picture? Because you've let us know that a famine is coming, and we have to be prepared. So, so I said, okay, God. If it's not about us or individually or corporately, it's about a much bigger picture. What are you trying to say to the body? And the Lord says this, and when we, when we went to Genesis chapter number 41, that previously he, he says to me, I want you to study the life of Joseph. So I began to, to study the word uh, in, in regards to Joseph. Now, the word Joseph means to add. It means to add. 
And, and the Lord says, it's not about the coat of many colors. In other words, it's not about how many gifts you got. <laughs> he said, there's a bigger picture. Amen. And then he says to me, he says, it is not about who like you or who don't like you within your family. Amen. Because if you understand the, the, the actual text there, what happens is Joseph's brother is jealous of him because of that, that coat of many colors, which means all those different gifts. They're jealous of him. So the Lord says, it's not about who's jealous of you. He's, it's a bigger picture than you. He said, it is not about you. He said, make sure you let the body know, no matter what they are going through, it's not about them because there is a greater picture. Amen. And then God says, not only is not about those that dislike you, but when it came down to Joseph's brothers, they threw him in a pit. And not only did they throw him in a pit, but when, when the uh, Israelites came along, what happened is they sold him. So God said, it's not about who sells you out in this day and time. He says, it's not about that. He says, it is a greater picture. He said, there is a purpose for everything that you are going through. Everything that you're going through, God says, there is a purpose and there is a much greater picture than you. So he says, if you think it's all about you, he said, well, let them know I'm about to bust your bubble because it is not about you. It's about God's purpose, God's plan that he has, not just for you, but a whole lot of other people besides you. And he said, it's not about who lies on you. You know, once Joseph is, is sold, he ends up in Potiphar's house, and then his wife lies on him. So he said, it's not about who tells lies about you. <laughs> he said, it's not about that. He said, the picture is far greater than that. He said, don't worry about who's lying on you or who calls you to become in prison in your own mind and your own thoughts. He said, don't even worry about that because the picture is greater than you. Okay? Then the Lord says this. He says, as he gets there and, and, and he's in a situation where uh, Potiphar's uh, uh, wife lies on him and he ends up in prison. Now, he begins to do some interpretation about some dreams. Well, what happens when you begin to help people and when they get on their feet, they forget about you? <laughs> you, you, anybody been, been there besides me? Amen. Now, you, you help them to get to where they're going and then you tell them when you get there, don't forget about me. Amen. But when they get there to where they're going and where their destiny is, then they even forget about you. God said, don't worry about that. For there is a much bigger picture than what we see. He said, there's a purpose. That's you have a purpose and you have a destiny and it's not about the situation, the trials, the tribulations, all those things that you go through. God said, it's not about that. It's, there is a bigger picture, which takes us to Genesis chapter number 41. Amen. It takes us to Genesis chapter number 41. We want to begin reading at verse uh, 1 and chapter 41 in the book of Genesis. And remember now, we've been talking about famine. We've been talking about prosperity, right? We, we've been talking about how there's going to come a time and things is going to be prosperous and we're going to have to learn how to put up and not be wasteful. Amen. And not only that, God says, if you, you got to hear what the Spirit is saying because later on down the road, you're going to wish that you had put something up. Amen. Now, in Genesis chapter number 41, verse number 1. Now, it says, and it came to pass at the end of two 
full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. Now, if you think about this, now, when, when Joseph uh, first had a dream, and he began to tell his brothering and his mother knows about the dream, and all the many gifts that he had, now, he was 17 years old. But now, when he is standing here before Pharaoh, he's a lot older. But it's been two years since he interprets a dream for the butler and the baker, and yet here he is two years later. I mean, you help somebody, you begin to speak to them, and you minister to them, and they arrive to where they need to be, and it's two years before they remember what you did to help them, okay? So here it is now. Pharaoh is having his dream, and it's two years after the prophecy of Joseph to the butler, butler and the baker. Now, verses 2 through uh, uh, 7, it begins to talk about how Pharaoh is describing his dream. But I want to drop down to verse number 15 because after the, 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 the butler remembers what had happened to him, how his life was spared, he begins to tell the king about this, this Hebrew person that was there in the prison and how he had interpreted a dream and how he was released. Now, all of a sudden, nobody can interpret. See, when, when times like these happen, everybody won't be able to give you an answer about what is upcoming for the future. Everybody's got an answer, but everybody don't know what, what's going on. See, he called for his musicians. Because a lot of times people around you can tell you a whole lot of things, but that does not mean that it's God. Amen? <laughs> so you got to make sure it's God speaking that you are able to hear. Now, in verse number 15, we're going to drop down to verse 15 in Genesis chapter number 41. Verse 15 says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. Now, whenever God uses you, then the word will get out. Amen. The word will get out. Okay? So, but it may be a, we think it may be a delayed time, but it's really not a delayed time. It's only in God's time. You know, for those that was here last week, I, 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 when I shared about the, the, the mother that I had uh, shared about the dream, before she could even let me minister and tell her what the dream was, she wanted to speak to me first, and she wanted to tell me something that was said about 15 to 20 years ago about me. Amen. But when I, when I began to explain to her about, and that's when I had left the church about 15 or 20 years ago, for those that don't know. Amen. So when I explained to her about what the dream was, immediately she was ready to hear. Now, it's like this. There comes a set time when those that do not want to hear you, there will come a set time when their ears are open to receive what you've got to say. Has anybody been ministered to anyone and they didn't want to hear you? Amen. But see, there's going to come a set time, and there is a set time, and it is now. They're going to want to know exactly what is going on. Amen. So now Pharaoh, here it is, two years after Joseph has come out of prison, two years later. Now, he's told about how he interprets these dreams. Now, verse 15 uh, in Genesis chapter 41, which we read. Now, verse 16 says this, And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me God should give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Now, when God uses you, let me make this clear. When God uses you, make sure 
you give God the glory. Amen. 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 Make sure you know that it's God and not you. Right. Amen. Because a lot of times we can get puffed up in pride. Amen. And we want to we uh, uh, promote our own selves rather than God. But if you notice here, what he says, he said, it's not in me, but God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, in my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven kinds, fat-fleshed and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. In verse 19, and behold, seven other kinds came up after them, poor and very ill-favored and lean flesh, such as never saw in the land of Egypt for badness. Now, what are you saying here, Lord? Now, one wonders, and they're asking the question, how is it we're going to be having a prosperous time, and all of a sudden things are going to be bad? Well, all we have to do is look in the Word of God. Amen? He goes to the river, and, and his dream is showing him that the first thing he sees is prosperity. Shows him it's prosperity. But at the same token now, I, I, I pondered on this, at the same token, he also sees, after the seven years of, uh, of prosperity, he also sees seven years of famine. But it's coming up from the same place. So I begin to question God, and I said, okay, God, now, now help me understand. I understand that anytime anybody's placed in any type of uh, official capacity, that somehow when things begin to go good, that does not mean it's going to continually to be good. I, I, most people do not like the fact that, that, that President-elect Trump is in the White House. Amen? Most people do not. But when we have to understand God has set in motion everything that is happening. Now, they even inquired, why in the world would you use a billionaire in one of the places that he has signed them? He said, why not? They know how to make money. <laughs> now, would you put somebody there over your finances that didn't know how to handle money and couldn't turn a profit? Amen. I want somebody to show, be able to show me how to turn a profit. Okay, example. We have this financial advisor. His name is Brad Lucas. Brad is a millionaire. Okay? He and his wife owns a, their own insurance company. Well, he, he invested in, in the stock market. Now, before he began to invest in the stock market and become an owner of his own insurance company, and by the way, they're the number two in the nation, okay? Before he did that, he used to work at UPS and his wife. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So when he learned how to begin to invest, he began to invest to such a degree, now they are millionaires without children. They don't have any children now. Yep, Lord. But anyway, they're millionaires. So what he says to us, he began to tell us where to invest. And so we followed what he said. Now, when we follow what he said, and I have to say this because it's true. Now, we invested in some Facebook stock at the time. All right. Once we've invested in that Facebook stock at the time, within two years' time, it turned such an amount that we were able to pay cash for a car. Okay? A 2012 Cadillac could be precise. Amen? 
So, so he knew what to do and how to do. All we had to do was follow what he said. Amen. So now we have to understand now that, that there is a reason why things are set in place. This will come a time, there will be a time of prosperity. I have to keep saying that over and over. But there will also come a time when it, when it talks about how the, the, the next time thing that comes up from the same river now, which means that if, if, if President-elect Trump, his prosperity is going to come into doing his time of, of vintage, somewhere along the way there's going to come a time of famine as well. So, so both things are there. Amen. It's the, one comes first and then comes the famine. Now, verse number 19 says, And behold, seven other kinds came up after them, poor and very ill-favored, and lean flesh, such as never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. Verse 20 says, And the lean and the ill-favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kind. In other words, what is saying that, that, that it's going to be so bad during that time that the, the years of prosperity, it will be consumed by the famine to that degree. Look at what the word says. And verse 21 in Genesis 41, it says, And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. Then he says, So I awake. So what he is saying here, even though they were able to consume, they, there was still no gain to it. It was just the way it was in the beginning. He says, that's how bad it's going to be. All right? Now, watch the interpretation of the dream. Remember it says, God gives the interpretations of dreams. Now, verse 21 says, no, verse 22, he says, And I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk, full and good. Prosperity. Everything's good. And behold, seven ears withered, that were thin and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that, the, that could declare it to me. So what he was saying is that, that that which was good, that then later on that which was bad, it was consumed. It, it ate it up. See, in other words, in your savings, if you're not careful you know, down the road, it's going to consume all of that. So that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal to us in this time of prosperity, because it's, it's going to happen. Now, verse 25 says, And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. God will always show somebody what is going to happen, or people, or prophets, what's going to happen before things take place. Amen. Before they ever take place, it, God will reveal that. Amen. God will never allow anything to slip up on us and make us unaware, especially the body of Christ. Amen. So he, he, he reveals that. Now, continue to read because I, I got some verses here we, we definitely need to read. Now, verse 25 in Genesis 41 says, And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty years blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of what? Famine. In other words, they're equal. There'll be seven years of prosperity, and then that's going to be seven years of famine. 
Seven years of prosperity, and then that's going to be seven years of famine. Somebody said, well, I'm just going to have to wait and see. Well, that means your bucket is going to be empty. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The last time, I, and I, I, I speak this to the, the power of the Holy Spirit, because I, I'll give God, I always give God uh, praise and glory and honor. The last time uh, God revealed something to me, it was you know, doing right before the, uh, the, uh, the stock market crash and, and the housing industry and all that collapsing going on. And I, I could never forget this. It's, it's imprinted in my mind. And God showed me in a dream where people were running everywhere and there were major job losses. And I went to my pastor at that time. And it's not the one that died now. This is the one that's still very much alive. Amen. I went to him and I began to share with him what God had showed me in a dream. And he and I told him, the people need to start saving. They need to start putting up. And uh, he looked at me and he said, well, I've already taught them. What else can I teach them? And so at that point, I left it alone. I backed up and I backed away from it. And the next Sunday, of course, when we weren't there, he began to share with the people about they need to put up and how things are going to start happening as if he had had the dream. And after things happened, and when, when the collapse and the job market and the housing, he stood before the congregation. And he said, well, I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. But see, God had warned. But see, sometimes we don't want to hear from the mouth that's coming out of it. Amen. Amen. You know how it is. Sometimes when, when somebody's trying to tell you, you know, yeah, this is going to happen. You know, you don't change it up. This is going to happen. And we say, no, I don't want to hear them. You know, that might be the very one God's speaking through. See, we cannot pick and choose who we want to hear when God is speaking. Amen. Because it could be very life. Amen. So, so here it is. Now, now, anybody ever done that? You know, you, you didn't try to tell somebody something they didn't need. You know, and one thing I do know family bad about that, right? Why? You know why? Because they're too familiar. You know, family's familiar. You know, God can speak through a jackass, at least he did in the Bible. And sure, he can speak through family. Amen. But see, here it is now. God, God is speaking. God is speaking to the body of Christ. We've got to learn that in our good days, and most times, not only the world, but the body of Christ, you know, in our good days, when God blesses, we're wasteful. Anybody been there besides me? We are wasteful. Amen. But, but God, is, God is trying to warn us to let us know what is going to happen. Now, here it is. There's an interpreter. He tells him what's going on. And then they go on, verse number 28 says, he says, Joseph is speaking, he says, this is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is, is, is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh, behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. I'm here to tell you, there will be seven years of plenty. That, it's going to be, I mean, it's really going to be something. It's, it's going to be to such a degree that we're going to be overflowing and, and, and the wealth of God. Amen. Seven years. Now, you can count it. Seven years. Now, one thing I do know about history, history does repeat itself. Amen. It will repeat itself. Then he says in verse number 29, he says, Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall rise after them seven years of famine, and all the, watch this, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. Can you imagine it being that bad that, you, you, you know, even though it's, it's been plentiful, all of a sudden it's just like you didn't have anything? 
See, th- th- this is prophecy. This is it's a word of prophecy. And then verse number 32 says, And for that the dream was double unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. God will shortly bring it to pass. God's going to bring it to pass shortly. Shortly. Very shortly. And those, those years, those, those good plentiful years, I, 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 I've said to people, whatever you're going to do, you've got to do it now. The housing market, the, the interest rate is way down. But let me tell you, in a little while it's going up. And the reason why it's going to go up, because money's going to go up. Things are going to be uh, plentiful. You know, it's going to be good, good days. So whatever you want to do, you've you got to learn to do it. Now, somebody said, well, I don't know if I want to do that. Let me tell you something. Always be wise and hear what the Spirit says. Now, in 2008, I retired from the postal service. Well, I made sad dollars when I was working, but I made lesser dollars when I retired. Amen. For those that are thinking about retiring, the money ain't the same. Trust. It's not the same. So that was this thing through the, through the Obama administration where did, that with housing. Amen. And where if you applied for it, then you could get your payment reduced. Okay. Well, I applied, but I thought about, in my mind, I said, well, surely I won't qualify. Okay? I qualified, and my payment was cut in half. It was, my house payment was literally cut in half. I started off when I, when they, when it, I, uh, 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 was approved, I started off with a 2% interest rate. 2%. Then it says uh, the next year was going to be 3%. Okay? The next year was going to be 4 But it would not exceed 5%. It would not exceed 5%. Okay? So, so it would n- n- go nowhere near where I was paying before. Now let me tell you what I was paying before so you, you can understand. What we were paying before was almost $1,600 a month for mortgage. When I tapped in to that plan that the, that the government had through, that, through, through the Obama administration, my first payment dropped down to $639. Amen. Amen. Then it began to increase. I think now it's going to go up to like maybe $780, and that is going to be the max. Now, let me show you how the enemy works. They send a letter. They make these calls and say, well, do you want to refinance again? Oh, no. I'm at a 5% interest rate. Now they're trying to get me to, to get something else because they know that they can change whenever they get ready. You know, they'll go up on, on, on your interest, right? So and now I said, no, no, I'm going to be stuck with 5%. Amen. Because if it goes 9, if it goes 10, I will not be affected. Amen. So you've got to take advantage of situations and circumstances that, 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 that the Lord provides. See, a lot of times we say, no, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take advantage of that. Most times we don't do our homework. We don't do our homework when we're trying to, to accomplish some things in life. Now, getting back here now, we get to understand there is going to be a time of plenty. Now, let me show you the time frame. Do not become discouraged whenever you do, uh, uh, God uses you and you're going through so many different things. I want you to look at verse number 46 in Genesis chapter number 41. 
verse number 46 now. It says, And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. I said, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say here to us? What are you trying to say? He says, when, he, when Joseph starts off at 17 years old, and now when he gets to his, his destination and his purpose God has for him, he's 30 years old. So there's an elapsed time of about 13 years. So that means that there's 13 years of trials and tribulation before you get to your destination that God has called for you to fulfill God's purpose. 13 years. Can you imagine? We cry when we go through one year of tribulation. I do. <laughs> Amen. When we have difficult times, when we, we complain, right? Here it is. It's 13 years before he gets to the purpose that God has for his life. And the purpose wasn't about him. The purpose was about helping others because, see, what has happened, that's why this word is so, uh, so, so vital, and that's why the people of God is so important that we begin to spread the word. I don't care how crazy they think you look. You need to be, open your mouth and begin to, to tell people what is about to happen and what's coming. Because if you do not, those same people are going to be knocking at your door and wanting what you have, amen, and they, 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 well, you got this put up. Can, can I borrow? No, no, no. You, you got to understand, you are the mouthpiece for God. Amen. There is a purpose that the Lord has for every individual in their life. Now, he, there's a waiting time. Things does not happen right away. Whatever purpose that God and plan God has for your life, there is a waiting period, and we do not like to do what, Minister Tom, when you said on Wednesday night, a couple of Wednesday night, we do not like to wait. We are very impatient people, and we want things right now. Amen. But there was a waiting people, a purpose, see, a waiting period, because see, everything has to get in order. Everything has to line up so when things uh, happen, it will be at the divine time that God wants it to happen. He, Joseph couldn't, couldn't go to Pharaoh before. He couldn't because he's a, he was a Hebrew. Now, if you look at it, here Pharaoh is willing, the world is willing to listen to Joseph. See, Joseph is one of God's. See, there has come a time when right now the world don't want to hear what we got to say with the church. Amen. But there's going to come a time when they're going to want to hear what God is saying through the mouth of the church. Amen? They, they, they are going to want to hear. So we've got to make sure that we're in line with what God is saying. And don't, don't give up uh, in the 11th hour. Because sometimes we like to give up in the 11th hour, right? We like throwing the towel. I'm tired. I'm through with it. I'm done. But you had to point a breakthrough. <laughs> you had the point of breakthrough. So why give up in the 11th hour? You had the point of breakthrough. Now, the Bible talks about how God uh, 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 used Joseph. The world now, he realizes the world, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The world does not have the answer to the world's problems. Only the people of God has the answer. If you know now, if you go, and you go home and you, you read this, because what happens here, even though he called all his magicians to come and interpret the dream, none of them could. It was somebody that he pulled out of prison. Is that something? 
The Bible, there's a word there that says that he takes them out of prison to allow them to read. Amen. So he pulled him out of prison. See, Joseph was in prison. Now you talk about the, the, the highest person there on the land. He, he's listening to a Hebrew prisoner. Nobody he had surrounding him could in, interpret what God was saying. I don't care what your past is. I don't care who, who like you, who don't like you, or what the circumstances. When it's time for God to want to bring his plan to pass, God can use whoever he wants to use. He can use whomever he so chooses to use. Amen. Because see, he, I mean, they forgot about Joseph. He in prison. He's in prison. And you know what? He still did not not use his gift because of where he was. Even though he was in bondage, he was in prison, he still used his gift, interpreting dreams. <laughs> so they remember now, and down the road, it's now at the divine time, the right time, all of a sudden, now he, the, the person that he speaks to, now he remembers about Joseph. Now it's time for him to come to the front. You know how I used to be at the back of the bus? <laughs> that comes the time you come to the front of the bus. Amen. Yeah. See, now the Christians, you know, nobody want to hear about Christianity anymore. Nobody wants to come and be in fellowship anymore. They, you know, the Christians are put on the back of the bus. But God said, there's going to come a time when we are, we're at front again. Amen. The word of God is true. Amen. So don't become so discouraged. You know, we say, well, you know, I, I had a situation. Nobody wants to, you know, go to church anymore. Nobody, you know, the kids are out of control and everything else. And they, you know, but, but the thing God says, listen, he says, there will come a time when I'm going to use my body. And my body is going to be, be my sports uh, uh, person. So, so we're going to make sure we're, we're speaking for God and, and hearing God says. Now, back in Genesis chapter number uh, 41, looking at verse number 47. Now, he says this. Now, once he gives that interpretation, verse 47 says, And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by what? Handfuls. There is, I, I cannot emphasize it enough. There is going to be such an abundance that's going to come. We just got to be able to roll in the abundance and not get crazy. Amen. Because he says, it came forth in handfuls. And verse 48 says, and, and, and he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and he laid up the food in the cities, the food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea. That's abundance. That's abundance. Very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. I mean, that, that's, that's phenomenal. The, 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 the riches the, 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 that God is going to release, you know, it, it's phenomenal. Right now we're looking at a, a little, little drought. And we're really, really just concerned. But it's going to get a whole lot worse than that. Amen. It's going to get a whole lot worse. Now, let's drop down to verse number 53 in, in uh, Genesis 41. Verse 53 says, And the seven years of plenteous, plenteous that was in the land of Egypt was ended. It's not going to last forever. That's why when, 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 when people uh, 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 began to do, on, on these jobs, begin to work a lot of overtime, you better know that they have a purpose for doing that. And it's not going to last forever. Amen. There's going to come a time when they're going to they cut it back. Amen. It's, gonna, it's going to end. 
So, so we've got to be, make sure we understand we're putting up when, when, as God is blessing. Okay? So that is, the Bible talks about how it ended. Verse 54 says, And the seven years of drought began to come according as Joseph had said, and a drought was in all the land, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. In other words, God is saying, listen, when you gather up, God says, there is going to be, and, and I, asked, I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, now Lord, last week in, in, in the book of Zechariah, you, you talked about how uh, the, the North Hemisphere, how America, Russia, and parts of China, now, European countries, how they were only going to have certain things. But some of those, those countries over in Africa, it's going to be a whole lot worse. Now, it's going to come a time, and we're going to see this in, in Scripture, where as we gather, as, as America is prospering, trust y'all, we are going to prosper. Amen? Now, I thought about this, and I need to share this. Don't ever think that when people tell you something that's going to happen down the road, that you, you lose it from your mind. When I worked for the government, I remember they kept saying to us over and over, they were going to bring in what they call transitional employees. Now, today they call them saying transitional employees, temporary help. Okay? They kept telling us that. They kept telling us we need to, to cut back. Don't, don't worry about, you know, make sure you're living on 40 hours. Make sure you're not living over your means. There were people that had been there a long time. They were making $18, $19, $20 an hour. Okay? But when they brought in the transitional employee, they did the same job as the person that had been there 18, 19, and 20 years, and 25 and 30 years, but they were making less money. Transitional, temporal. Now, you think about it when it comes down to temporary employees, and you've been on your job a long time, and you've been making... 16, 17, 18 dollars a year, uh, uh, hour. And that same person, that temporary employee comes in right beside you doing the same job that you're doing and they're making 13 dollars an hour. And we wonder what's going on with people. We, I heard the Spirit tell me, He says, what has happened? We had, we have gotten ourselves so comfortable with making nothing. When we used to have it before. At that time I was making 20 dollars an hour. But there were some other people that were brought in but we're along doing the same job that I was doing. They were only making 13. What's wrong with that picture? I, I will never forget this. And, 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 and Deacon Hill is my witness. And I was talking to Deacon Hill. And he says to me, he says, when he, he, when he got laid off of his engineering job, he says this to me. He said, you know, he said, you know now doing, you get to take whatever they offer you. And he says, I'm nowhere near. Where I was, what I was making. But they wanted him to make something at, at a medium amount. That is what's going on now. And we think, well, unemployment rate is 4.6%. Wonderful, but what do you make an hour? How are you going to live off $7 an hour? Hey, minimum wage. How are you going to live off $8 an hour when everything is in, 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 a, in a form of inflation? Amen. You see, we have to wake up and think. See, God is going to usher in that era of prosperity. It's going to begin with 
the United States of America. Hear what the Spirit says. Now watch this. Watch this. Verse 55. 55 in Genesis 41. 55 says, And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he said to you do. Now verse 56 says, And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses, and he sold unto the Egyptians, and the famine waxed so in the land of Egypt. Watch verse 57. Key. 57 says, And all what countries came into Egypt to Joseph to buy corn, because that the famine was so in all the land. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Global. Global. You're going to find countries from, coming from everywhere wanting the, what we have here in the United States because God is going to prosper us, but there's going to come a famine after. The globally, they're going to want what we have. They're going to want it. One of these days when, when this takes place, some of y'all that's looking at me strange now, they're going to say, yeah, that old crazy woman told me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because, see, where now everything's been made somewhere else, that's why it's going to be made here. Amen. So the, so, the, so the money's going to increase. Now, uh, let's look at Genesis chapter 47. And we, we, are, we are about done here. Genesis chapter number 47. 47. Genesis 47. And we're going to look at verse number, we're going to read verse number 13. Two things that we want to show, and then we're going to be out of here. Now, Genesis chapter number 47, looking at verse number 13. Verse 13 says, And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was, so, was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the what? The money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they brought. And Joseph brought the money where? To Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh's house is representing government. Huh. Now, it's the, the plot thickens. Look at verse 15. And when money what failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. You're going to see a, a, a more a decrease, supposedly, of the, of the value of the dollar. Supposedly. And the reason why I say supposedly, you're going to look at the next verse. Verse 16 says, And Joseph said, Give your cattle... And I will give you for your cattle. And what's that next word? If. If money fail. See, that comes a time that that's that spirit of deception. They want to want you to think that everything is real bad. And, 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 and the money, the value of the money, the dollar is going to really go down. But is it really? Anytime the government sees something that's going to be profitable, and it's not legalized, you're going to rest assured they're going to get their hand in it. Amen. Amen. All right. Moonshining. Some of y'all remember, no, I don't know about that old, but a couple of us, you know, back in the day, 
They run that, that illegal alcohol. You know what I'm saying? That moonshine. That moonlegging, you know. It was very profitable, right? The government saw that it was profitable. But what did they do? They made it legal. Okay. All right. What's, what's being made legal now? Marijuana. It's profitable. So the government see where they can get their hands on that money. So they want to legalize it. I mean, let me give you a tip. I, I have to give this to Dr. Manley because he wanted that business mind. When they looked at legalizing medical marijuana, okay, they wanted to legalize it. They said medical marijuana, okay, because it can help some people, all right? But the thing is, what's happening, they want that whole thing to be legalized because they want to make money. Found out, here we go again, business, take advantage of it, stock market. Medical marijuana, penny stock. Penny stock. Go in there, Dr. Manson, go search it out. He had already been searching, but he likes me to read fine print. I read fine print. First time we invested, I think it might have been 96 cents a share. Penny stock. Right now, that same stock, almost $3 a share. So he says to me, <laughs> find another one. Because, see, what we saw was a game. If the government see that that's where the money going to flow, because, see, they're legalizing it, right? <laughs> then you, you can make money correctly. Amen? So the next one we invested in, you know, our research, I think it was $1.27 a share. Well, tell my penny stock. Now, all of a sudden, it's $2.87 a share. It's increasing. All these different states are agreeing to legalize it. Okay, medical marijuana. You, these are pharmaceutical companies. Now, what's happening is there's a way to, to bring forth a gain that can be profitable. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you go out and smoke marijuana. No, I'm not telling you because you know it's wrong. Amen. I'm talking about investing in a pharmaceutical company that's going to help some sick folk. Amen. I'm going to make that clear before God here with the wrong understanding. Amen. 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 But money is not, money is, it's not, it says if money fails. But let me show you this one last thing. Yeah, let's, I'm going to read verse number 18 in, in Genesis 47. And then we're going to go one other verse after that because there's a purpose. God will use you at a set time and, and for your destination to be able to help many. All right. Verse 18 says, When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year and said unto him, We will not hide it from our Lord how that our money is spent. You know, they, now they make money. You know, you really, that's no backing to it. Y'all do know that, right? It ain't worth a dime. Amen. My Lord also has our herds of cattle. There is not all left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. See, the, 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 the government is trying to take everything that you have. Let me show you something how you got to pay these taxes. It's not, it didn't just happen, okay? Let's look at verse number 26. 
Okay? Here it is. They, they're buying. They're buying up everything. They're selling what they have, and they're getting all the money, okay? Now, look at the shrewdness of the government. Look at the shrewdness. Verse 24. It says, And it shall come to pass in the increase that you shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh represents the government now. And the full part shall be your own for seed of the field and for your food and for them of your household and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. It's going gonna, it's gonna to appear that because of what's coming forth that our lives have been saved. But there's a plan as it was before. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's who? His servants. Look at verse 26. And Joseph made it a what? A law over the land of Egypt until what? This day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part except the land of the priests only, which became not Pharaoh's. In other words, that's that fifth part of them taxes you pay. So they didn't give you that, you know, your money back. You know, they, they, say, they, they say, okay, here, you, 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 you here's some seeds. You, you go ahead and, and, and you plan, you bring, bring, this, bring this increase in, but you're not getting 100%. Think about it. You work on your job, right? How much taxes do government get? And they ain't working out now, they. You the one doing the work, right? But you're paying taxes. Amen. You, you the one paying the taxes. You, you the one paying the taxes and you the one doing the labor and they getting it free. That's why I tell people all the time, they tell me I'm working all this overtime. After the second or third day, second day, all that money going to, going to the government for taxes. And that's where it goes. Amen. Anybody ever worked there, they'll know. Amen. That's what happens. Amen. So, so this thing has been taxes have been set up from, from way back in the beginning. And all you're doing is giving it right back to the government. You're making us think that we're doing something great. Oh, we got it. No, you're not getting 100%. <laughs> you, you're getting a certain percentage and the government is getting theirs. But the key of the, uh, of the story the Lord is saying is this. Remember there's a purpose that God has for your life. Remember there's a purpose. All that you're going through, all that you're yet to go through, that you have been designed in a much bigger picture so that when the time comes, God's going to use you to help millions of people. You've got to learn to put up. There's a purpose, a purpose in your life. Please, ma'am, please, sir, let me say this and I'm going to close. Christmas is coming. And... Christmas is coming, and well, my my child wants these hundred dollar tennis shoes, and amen. amen. Because from the last thing I saw, the bow weaving of regards to the cotton is still the same. It still came from the same place. They just put somebody's name on it. Do not go out and spend a whole lot of money that's going to take you a whole year to get back. Because so what happens, a lot of us will spend all... My little grandson says to me, I said, well, what, baby, what you want for Christmas? And I said to him, don't tell me nothing about no iPhone. He said, Grandma, I don't want nothing then. I said, I guess you won't get nothing. Amen. 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 
The fifty dollar phone I bought him last year now washed in his jean pocket. So do you think I'm gonna give him something and he's that irresponsible? Three, four hundred, five how much them things cost? I don't know. But the fact remains, do not what God is saying, do not go into a whole lot of debt. Do not go into a whole lot of debt because hard times will come. Even though the prosperous time is coming, it's going to be a whole lot worse after those, that time of prosperity. It's going to come out of the same mouth. It's going to come out of the same well. That's what happened in the scripture. The, it came from that now. It came from all, 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 the, all that was good. That prosperity came up out of that river. But that same river produced a famine as well, as well as prosperity. So we've got to understand, we have to wake up and, and be real. Do not waste. Take care. Take care of the need that we have. Not the wants of children. Because there's going to come a time when you're going to want that which we wasted. And it's going to be beneficial. It's a need. God didn't give us that for nothing. And I don't know if, 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 if God had me here again about this famine thing. I don't know. But I know it's coming. But I also know prosperity is coming first. And God's people has to be warned. Whatever you're going to do, you better do it quick. You better do it quick. Because down the road, this things is going to change real quick. Real quick. Hear. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. That purpose is not about you. Not about me. It's not about us. It's God's divine plan. It's his plan. His purpose. He wants to take care of his people. And God will take care of his people. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise the Lord. Amen. I thank God for, for your attention. Uh, uh, hearing what the Spirit says. Please, ma'am, please, sir. Don't just look at that little woman up there and say, oh, well, that woman. No, baby. There's going to come a time when you're going to wish and listen. I've been there. I've done some things when I should have listened and I didn't. And had to pay the consequences behind it. Amen. So it's very important. It's, 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 well, they're just scaring us. But you know, sometimes we don't fear in the people, they'll never do right. If God don't